Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I am here with my co-host, Gypsy. And today we have a special guest of mine, and I'd like to introduce her. Her name is Kishana, and Kishana, go ahead and tell them about yourself a little bit, and then we're going to get into some reminiscing. I'm Keishana Michelle. I am an aspiring actress out here in LA and we're from Mississippi. <laughs> so we were just having a short conversation before we started recording and we just decided to go ahead and go in and reminisce. Mm-hmm. A lot of Mississippi, hopefully Jackson, Mississippi, and you know, a lot of people will get a chance to hear this podcast. So we're going to go ahead and touch back and we're going to let y'all do the math. Um, Pecan Park Elementary is where we first met. Mm-hmm. And that was elementary. So right. I went I to think- I went to um, APAC Performing Arts School, fifth grade. So okay. I didn't do my fifth grade year at Pecan Park, and I ended right. up going to um, Power APAC. Okay. And then from Power APAC, you had to go to either Mustang, I'm the Mustang, <laughs> um, Chastain. <laughs> Chastain, Peoples, or Powell, and then they added okay. Northwest. So I went yeah. to Peoples. You say you went to Peoples how many years? Or all I went th- to Peoples all three years. All three years. Okay, so we went to Peoples all three years together. And Jim Hill, I went three years and actually graduated up in Oxford High. A lot of people forgot that. They didn't realize I snuck off my our senior I, year. I did too, actually. Well, we were in the same class, yeah. So I actually, mm-hmm. So yeah, even high school. Did you go to Jackson State too? No, I okay. didn't. I figured I, you didn't. I was like, I don't remember at Jackson State though. Yeah. I became a rebel <laughs> after high school. Okay, okay. So yeah, I'll tell you more about that. But yeah, I, I remember you from, from um, Pecan Park because I went to Pecan Park. Third grade year was my last year. And then when I got into the wreck with my, where I got my scar, um, my mom needed a little more help. so she moved me to new orleans with my cousin and so i went to new orleans for i stayed in new orleans for the rest of elementary and then i moved back to people's or i went back to jackson to go to middle school okay Mm -hmm. do you remember what jackson was like back then just give a, a little brief jackson back you know what when i think about it it's like so i recently went home back in um november and we were riding through like capital and i just don't remember it being that bad it it was it was bigger mm-hmm. um it felt like nowadays i know you can't have community you can't have neighbors but back then all the neighbors felt like they were raising you it felt like it was a family the whole street knew who you know your your child was you knew you know it was more it was better to me in my opinion um, I know a lot of people didn't have that same experience, but when I grew up in Jackson, you know, it, it was, it wasn't, it doesn't feel the same when I go back. Right. It's a little more grimier. And I often tell people when I first got out here to LA, I moved to Compton and everybody was like, be careful and come I'm like, I usually be careful in Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Compton has come up, but um it's it i don't remember it being the way it is i used to ride my bike and used to come in the house like at eight o'clock and it would not feel like a threat Mm. like i i I don't know it's just a lot it's a lot has changed my mom has moved out of jackson and she's in a whole nother county and it's like it's not the same so growing up did i know i grew up in west jackson did you i know you went to school in west jackson did you live in west jackson as well we bounced around so my when we first moved to jackson from canton when i was like in the first grade um we stayed around the corner from provine um claiborne and is that west jackson that's near ellis oh yeah Uh, of course yeah yeah so we lived in west jackson we did yeah and um then we ended up moving to south jackson um and that's when i started going to peoples so we moved to south jackson and then eventually moved to Byram. So what do you, what, what, I guess, even to help me recall some things right there, Ellis and, um, what is that? McDowell. No, is that McDowell? Raymond? Raymond. 
Raymond. Ellison mm-hmm. Raymond, that mark. Uh, what was that? Um, Walmart used to be there. Sack and Save. Sack and Save. Po Folks. Po Folks. Po Folks had the best chicken. The theater on the backside. That big, yep, the theater on the back. And that was like the Walmart wasn't even a super center. It was just a regular old Walmart. It was Walmart. just a regular Walmart. And the Sam's Club was behind that. Yeah. Sam, that was yeah. a lot of money that got pulled out. Just to think about that right now. That's what's not there. I was going to ask, like, I've, I only know Jackson, Mississippi recently over the mm-hmm. past few years, but I've heard multiple people say what you just said, like it used to be a whole lot better. And yeah. most cities get better over time, um, at least in American cities, um, especially when it's a capital, right? Um, so do you have any perspective on like why the decline happened? I will say, hmm, a lot of people, in my opinion, had a little more integrity about what was theirs. And I think people started, when when any little bit of crime started, people started running out. And, and it was never really like the best area to live in, but it wasn't. They weren't bad. shooting their gun up the street from yeah. Jackson State. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think people started when cities like even when we moved to Byram, Byram wasn't really annexed yet. They had just became their city. They had just became their very own city with their own police department. And so people started moving on the outskirts. And when people started moving on the outskirts, the people that were still there just didn't care anymore. That's how I felt. Businesses started pulling out. Like even in that area, there was my favorite Dairy Queen over there. It's yeah. not over there anymore. Potholes. The city doesn't take care of the streets. So you go down that Ellis, you're going to get a, a flat tire in the next couple of days because you hitting potholes. So when the city stopped caring, people stopped caring, I feel. And they just got out of there and started moving off. So like I said, my mother moved off. When did you leave Mississippi? I left Mississippi in 2012. I actually um, okay. moved to Atlanta in 2012 when I um, I was in a band. I was singing. I was um, really? doing Yes. Had no I, idea. I told you I was a rebel. <laughs> I, I, I rebelled. Instead of going straight to college, I ended up um, doing, a, I was singing backup for a late blues singer uh, by the name of Reggie P. Mm-hmm. And so we were um, always go on the weekends just travel me and another girl and a few band members and we just was singing and we had our own little competition show and i just did the singing thing a a lot at that time and then when he didn't want to pay us uh we it got real that's when i went to college i ended up like you know what let me just go to Holmes. i went to Holmes junior college and i took up accounting and that was in 2010 that's when I started really just like, okay, you're getting older. Let's like, let's get a real job and just put that on the back burner. And then 2012, I was like, man, I really want to become an actress. I really want to do this. Like, let me go to Atlanta where it is. And so that's why I moved. Okay. So what was it like when you, when you got to Atlanta coming from Mississippi? Atlanta wasn't what I thought it was because you know when you you know how our accent is and if you ever hear people from I don't know if you've heard people from Jackson they got that little Jackson slang like the way yeah. they talk yeah and so when when people from, when family would come into town from Atlanta we were always like oh y'all talk so proper like oh my god but then when I moved to Atlanta it was nothing like the people that I knew that lived in Atlanta so Atlanta <laughs> at first I did not like it because. It, I had this false expectation of it. I thought that it was going to be beautiful. And it's like, nah, it's 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 not as beautiful. It's what you make it. And and at first I didn't like it, but I started it started to grow on me. And maybe I was a little homesick, but I ended up liking it towards the end. How but long were you there? I was only here for four years. So how many celebrities did you just randomly see? Um, I actually used to see a lot because um, the acting coach that I worked with in Atlanta, he that's he 
it's not uncommon to be in class with DC Young Fly or with um, Emmanuel Hudson. It's not uncommon to be in those classes. He was their coach. And right. so they'll just drop into class. And so they, so proud of them, by the way, um, but they were just normal people. Like they'll just drop in. I don't think I was ever starstruck by anybody I met out in Atlanta. Right. Yeah. I played with you a little know. photography there. So I saw a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're cool people. I think people make a big deal out of them because they're stars, but they're normal people. They just come into class to learn acting just like all of us at that time we're doing even out here like i see a lot of people out here and it's just they want to be treated normal just like us was there a difference in a acting in atlanta versus in la like what was cultural difference? <laughs> <laughs> a big difference well i guess i can tell you why i moved here so when i first got to atlanta i um like I said, I didn't like it until I actually really got settled. So when I got settled, I ended up getting an agent and she would send me out on um, all these great auditions and I would go in the room. I remember auditioning for a, a little part in being Mary Jane and the same casting director would call me in. And then I'm like, why do you keep calling us in? Like, and you don't always like, can I not act like, tell me, she's like, no, you're a great actress. It's just what I would do is like, I'll go in and then I'll wait to see if my agent tell me if I got the role or if I even got a call back. I will go on IMDb Pro and I would see who booked the role. And it's always someone that looked like me. And but I also traced it back to them being here in L.A. And I'm like, why even waste our time? So I got comfortable with with the casting director because she would always call me in and she said the reason why the network feels comfortable with LA actors is because they're trained better. It's not that you guys are not trained, mm. but they're trained better. They know how to be still. They know how to be instead of trying to act like you, you're trying to act ghetto. You're not supposed to always do that. You're supposed to like, let it show from back here in your eyes. So I was like, okay, say less. And that is why I moved here. I moved here to LA to learn acting because I'm like, okay, if I have what it looks like to be an actress, then I need to make sure the foundation is there. So I started from scratch and I moved out here. I learned the difference between sitcom acting and regular comedy acting. And it's just like, I wanted to study with the best. And I went to some really good schools out here, Groundlings and iOS before they closed, Second City. And like, I feel like I have that under my belt now. So the acting out here, it's a little more competitive, but almost every other person in LA are actors. You go to the, the bar, there's an actor who's a waiter or whatever. Yeah. You want to see an actor everywhere. So it's competitor. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot more competitive. However, these people out here can act. Out there, we're just going. It's, it's good acting people. It's good acting coaches out there. Like I said, I worked with someone that was really great. But networks look at who you trained with. And that's what I was told by a casting director. And that's why I moved here. And I have seen a significant difference in my acting since I've been here. So my idea is, okay, so get back to Atlanta and maybe try to pull some roles out there now that I understand what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so how long have you been here? I've been here for six years. Okay. Yeah, we've been here and about four. I, I'm going to miss it. I love it here, but <laughs> it's time to go. Really? Why do you feel that? Well, well, I'll give you a background story. So I don't know if you know this, but I have a sister. We no, are 20 that. years apart. We're 20 years apart. Okay. My mom. Younger waited. or older? She's younger than me. Okay. I have no children yet, but she is like my baby. So um, my sister grew up, you know, and by the time she turned 16, everybody just knew that she was going to be this golden child. She made great grades. She went to JA, Jackson Academy. Her grades were on point, but we didn't realize we were putting so much pressure on her. So when that much pressure is being put on a child, they're going to rebel. So when she turned 16, she ended up getting pregnant. So she got pregnant 
I had a lot of guilt. Like I let my sister down. So um, this was back in 2019. So she got pregnant. She was going to have the baby March 2020. So I fly out to Mississippi um, around the time. She has the baby. Like two days later, the baby passes away. So um, I dealt with a lot of guilt of not being there and being in her life throughout her teenage years because I moved away when she was about eight years old. So all her puberty stages, all her boys talking about boys and the birds and the bees was all via phone. And I just wasn't there. So I dealt with a lot of guilt about it. And um, so now that she's, she'll be 19 in May. Now that she's um, an adult and in college to be a nurse, I feel even more closer to her and she needs me there. Like, I feel like I can't miss out this, this, time of her life, like as an adult, you know, so I, I need to be closer to my family, to my sister. That's mm-hmm. why I want to move. Number one, two, the price of living in LA is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I live like my apartment. I pay so much. I've paid so much for this apartment. It's in a, a good area, you know, um, downtown Long Beach. However, when I was in Atlanta, my town home was like eight hundred and something dollars, and this is like yeah, definitely can relate. So you're going, you're you're planning to go back to Atlanta. I'm going back to Atlanta. Okay, okay, yeah. So April that's 1st, April first. Yeah, the the experience and everything is is definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the weather was L.A. What you expected when you first moved? No. It wasn't at all. It was better than I expected it, actually. Okay. okay. That's I good. um I didn't I never wanted to live here, I'll be honest. Never. Really? Never. Mm. never. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that. Yeah, I, can't I never say that I never necessarily did, but well know, he didn't yeah. either at first, but yeah, it wasn't really? it's not enough rain. Really? Yeah. That's the good part. I know. Yeah, to a right? certain degree, you know, but you know, as long as it's warm rain, then that's fine. But you know, still a, a little bit of rain. Nothing like, you know, we experienced it when we went back home, you know, that rain hit those trees and you get this sound of it's mm-hmm. different from, you know, rain hitting concrete and buildings. <laughs> yeah, and the people out who don't know how to drive when it rains. Yeah, yeah. that too. Bad. But, yeah. but um, yeah, so it wasn't like I expected it. Um, people would ask me like anytime I would like meet people in Atlanta, they were like, you should be in LA. Like you're really good. You could do good out there. I'm like, I'm not moving out there too far away from my family. And no, I was just going off of the stereotype. Like, you know, but when I got out here, um, even though I grew up in the South, I felt like I grew up here, like mentally, spiritually, I woke, I woke up out here if that's the thing, you know, the yeah. whole woke thing. Same but here. I I just I, I experienced I got closer to God out here. I just I don't know if it's just because I'm far away from everybody, but it's just people out here are a lot. I don't know. It's 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 so hard for me to explain it, but it was not like what I expected it. I thought it was going to be gang banging everywhere you go. You know, and I've had my fair share of seeing, you know, don't wear red in this neighborhood, don't wear blue in this neighborhood. Like that stuff is real. Um, But I have cousins out here who kind of put me on to that and told me what to do. But um, other than that, it was like, it's a lot more chill. Like I, even though it's a city, it's more chill and people stay to themselves. Yeah. But you haven't seen anything though, as far as basically pretty crazy or dealing with the stereotypes of the colors or anything? Uh, when I first got out here, I drove my car out here, but the second, maybe the third week of me being out here, I had a car wreck. So it told on my car. So I had to take the Metro oh. for a few, for a minute. So I did see like a scuffle with a blood in a crib at one point. Um, maybe a, that maybe was on two, the Metro. On the Metro blue line. I hear it always go down on the Metro. <laughs> on, the, on the trains, there's always something. You either get robbed on the Metro or mm-hmm. something. So, all right. Or stalked. I have a story about that. Really? <laughs> well, not really stalked, but um, followed. Um, but um, 
then two years ago, I was on the same highway with the uh, high speed chase, which was interesting because mm. I was like, why is all the lights in the sky? And then all of a sudden I looked in my review and then it was like, I'm like, so um, that was actually fun. Yeah, they do that for that's fun. That's crazy because I hear it happens a lot here, but that's one thing I've never seen. And I used to drive a lot out here. The one yeah. I saw like on the other side where I was on the 105 going, I think northbound and they were going the opposite way was the one um, two years. I think it was like two years ago. It said it's the longest one in history now. It's the one where this man just kept driving super slow. And he finally stopped at like two o'clock in the morning. It had been going from, I want to say 7 p.m. until two in the morning. Wow. And yeah. I was like, I can't believe I actually witnessed that. It was so crazy. LA, yeah, they have the, the craziest crimes that take place here on the news and everything. We don't really watch the news that much anymore. I don't, yeah, so, I, I can't stand watching the news. I remember when I first left Mississippi and um, I was in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Used to watch the news and just see all types of stuff. Guy robs a call, uh, robs a convenience store with a cup of coffee, and it's like, man, <laughs> these people, wow! He robbed it with a cup of coffee or for a cup of coffee? With a cup of coffee, basically went and got the coffee. Go to the register to pay for it. Pay, I guess he paid for it, and guy opens the register. He splashed coffee in the guy's mm-hmm. hot coffee in the guy's face. And grabs the money. Oh, the coffee was the weapon. The coffee was the weapon. Oh my god, that's silly. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, the crazy. That's why I was like, <laughs> L.A. has, and that's when we, you know, first experiencing high speed chases, you know, with the live news camera, and you're looking at it on TV, like weekly though, almost yep. twi- two or three a week, and you'd be yep. like, man, this we're not used to this. No high speed chases. <laughs> no, that's not on our, you know, normal news. So it was a, it was a little shock then, but yeah. that little year and a half I was in Long Beach, I didn't see anything compared to what I'm seeing now. Really. I mean, all of L.A., I mean, we're in downtown L.A., we're seeing so much more. I drove Uber the first year and a half I was here, mm-hmm. so I got a chance to see everywhere, you know, and that's just off work. So it was a it was a good eye opener for me, learned some things about the people, you know, got to see a lot of L.A. real fast. Yeah. Yeah, even took a trip to uh, San Diego with okay. uh, Uber. <laughs> with an Uber? Like a, someone, yeah, one of my someone passengers. in LAX. Yeah. I've had somebody in LAX call yeah. a Uber, and then they, you know, put their bags in the car, and then you press start, and you realize you're going yeah. to San Diego. And like, what? <laughs> and it's at night, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. You know, so crazy those those things, but it's been quite the experience for us. You know, better, you know, than the average. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some street performing stuff. I'm not sure if you've seen, I've any seen of it. it. Yeah. yeah, and that was downtown LA. That was an amazing experience. Um, mm-hmm. I've only seen one crazy thing down there, but oh, yeah. it wasn't necessarily gang related or anything. Yeah. Oh, it's been a good experience. Never really had a problem. Never had any type of you know real issue about anybody trying to take my money bucket or anything like right. that. May have some because that was gonna be my question to you about no, that. May just have some junkies that may look in there and look and seem a little obvious, but the um, there's like a little security guard in that area as well, but with the little hmm. mark with uh, because it's right there at uh, Seventh and Fig, so it's with the target and everything else, and oh, the yeah. other people as well. So they just you know it's more of like it's a do I want to try it? He looked kind of fast. I don't know if I could outrun him either. So yeah, you know. <laughs> But you never know, you know, it's, I've just always put off a good vibe. So it was my experience there. I don't street perform anymore out there, but it was, it was love. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely a priceless experience as a country boy from Mississippi being in downtown L.A. Like, whew. yeah, yeah. People never. don't understand that. People don't understand how, like, coming from where we from, like, to be in L.A., even when I'm driving, because I purposely I have a personal mailbox. I purposely got it out in Hollywood because I want to see the sign, the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Like to me, people like out here are like, oh girl, that's nothing. We see that all the time. But I'm like, back in the day, I used to watch TV and see this. I'm like, that's like impossible. That was an impossible thing for me. Right. And when, when I go to places that I used to see on TV, it's like, wow, 
you know, and oh, wow, this is Compton. Oh, wow, this is South Central. Oh, wow, this is Hollywood. This is the the, the walk, the, the stars and, and stuff. And um, people would think that like, girl, you so out of it. I'm like, but you've never been where I'm from. Right. This doesn't seem, it's, it's like, I'm a country girl and this is, this is big. Yeah. And cause even when we were coming up, you know, they considered Jackson more of the city, you know, but when you get out of Jackson you come here, it's more like, whoa, it's like 10 million people in LA County and 3 million in all of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you mean the amount of people you can see at one time to give you a shock and mm-hmm. yo, look at all these people, look at all these cars or look at, you know, it's diversity. A, it's night and day. Diversity. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot out here. It's 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 you know it's 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 a big bowl of people. Yeah. And yeah. you know we love it. We've we've like I said had a, quite the roller coaster ride. First apartment that we've probably been in for a, about four years. Yeah. Nice. Usually when did we, you come out here? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, January oh, twenty eighteen. I got out here in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, we had a, it was a, it's been an experience, you know, mm-hmm. grateful for the, to God for everything, you know, mm-hmm. because it's been a blessing, especially with, you know, okay, to ask you about that, the whole pandemic thing, what's, what was that like experiencing that here? I will be completely honest and not being, sens- not being insensitive to anyone else and say that it was the best thing that happened to me, but I will say that I didn't have problems with the pandemic. Um, but have like you told- seen anything like that for like the city? What was it like where you were? You, no cars, no people moving around. It what, was. What was your first thoughts on that? So when it happened, when it first happened, I was still in Mississippi because I had got stuck in, after my sister had her baby. A week later is when they shut down. Wow. Um, and so I got a call or I got an email from American Airlines saying your flight's been canceled. So I got stuck in Mississippi for six weeks. Um, so my friends back here were like, Kishana, nobody can go anywhere. Like they said that people were getting pulled over if they saw them out. So I wasn't here the first six weeks of the pandemic. But when I got back in like late April, I was I had a roommate situation and since I was in Mississippi for so long, they didn't trust me to come in the house. So for like a week or two, I was in limbo until I got my own place here. And so um, it was rare because it's like, you have some people who, who were for the mask and some people who are against the mask. But when I, I, I didn't see the first, I guess, month or two of how it was out here. Um, I just know for me, my job set up everything remotely for me to work from home. I got that set up and I didn't go anywhere. I did do Amazon. I do Amazon flex just for like extra money and they considered me to be an essential worker. So I was out and if, um, they, and then we were told that if we get pulled over, cause I didn't know it was that bad to show them that you're an actual worker. We have a decal that we had to put up in our car. So I didn't see that, like how a lot of people saw it, but I did get word that they were like, if they saw you out, they were going to mandate you to go back in. But I was in Mississippi and at that time, Mississippi didn't really take it that serious either. Mm. So, but LA did, it was like shut down. You can't come into the city. My flight was canceled. Um, And I was like, I don't know if I'm getting back home. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, um, but it worked out six maybe six or seven weeks later, I was able to get out here. And um, it was a little more laxed. Um, unfortunately, that was around the time um, the George Floyd situation that's going on. And I, I moved in this place and I'm like nowhere from the Pike. I don't know if you're familiar with the Pike out here in, in Long Beach. No, not too familiar. The Pike. Um, there's the comedy club, the big Ferris wheel that's out here. They, they looted, like everything was like a mess out here. So yeah, yeah they looted seventh and fig. Yeah, they did the same thing yeah. down here downtown. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like I had just got out here back from Mississippi and just got out here and it was just a mess. Protest up and down. Like I'm like right in downtown Long Beach where the 
courthouse is mm. and the police station is right here. And so they were like protest and march. And I'm like, wow. Helicopters. Helicopters. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Like I'm on my balcony looking at the helicopters and like I literally purchased some beats to cancel out the noise. Wow. To go to sleep and just listen to something because it was like always loud. That was the first time I was like, you know what? I'm okay with moving away from downtown because we're mm-hmm. close to the courthouse as well. And it's like the helicopters, the marches, the protests, and all mm-hmm. of that. And it's just, it was getting too noisy. And it's still a little oh. noisy. Yeah. I was going to say, I know, I, I feel like it, it still is. I was going to ask you mm-hmm. when you were an Uber driver. Did you experience people jumping out in front of the cars? No. No. No crazy experience actually with Uber, really. Um, I was told by an Uber driver that people did that. Like they did that. That's well, why I wasn't driving out. Uber then, though. Yeah. We were yeah. driving Uber when yeah. we first moved here. Wow. When I started street performing, I was done with Uber. You were done with Uber? Yeah. It was, um, my, the drivers would be like, this is why we have a camera to like look at the roads. People, would like just jump out in front and it's crazy downtown was crazy at that time yeah a lot of you know it was a, a lot of nonsense because you know i remember even they had the lakers won the championship and they tearing up downtown again it's like what the world yes you know, it's so, like why can't can't you celebrate or have like a peaceful yeah that, it was the weirdest time it was yeah. the weirdest time. So what did, how did you, what was your prediction on how things were going to kind of roll back out dealing with the um, acting industry and moving forward with those things? So right now, um, everyone is for vaccination. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm anti-vax, um, but um, I feel like it was rushed. And so that's just my own personal opinion. But everybody that like, to go in a room to to audition, if you're not vaccinated, then you may not get chosen. Mm. So that's how it was in the beginning. And um, so my manager, she said that you, you know, you're not gonna get called in, but I started getting called in. My agent started pushing me. He was like, okay, he submitted me for some stuff for Tyler Perry out in Atlanta. And that also swayed my opinion to go out there. But um, a lot of stuff was being shot in i want to say canada at one point um and they started shooting stuff in san diego but then when when the omicron or Omarion hit it shut down a lot of other stuff again but during that time hollywood was shut down there was no work um if you were not vaccinated you wasn't working so i took that time to like get better I took that time to get on this whole little weight loss kick and I just was like bettering myself mentally, learning meditation. And I just looked, took that time. I was like, you know, I started questioning, like, is acting really for me? You know, but if push comes to shove, if Steven Spielberg was going to be like, you know, I want to put you in this role. Oh yeah. Where do I get my shot? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So I I was at that point that I'm not, if, if, if it's not promising right now, <laughs> let me give it a little more time. And then like, I just, that's why I feel like the pandemic wasn't that bad for me because I was able to stay in and actually focus on me because like I wasn't being present. Like the first four years out here, I was not present. Yeah. You I mentioned like, um, your, your plan, your workout plan. And I meant to mm-hmm. ask you about your, your, your project, your book. My book. So I decided <laughs> I decided, um, so when I was in Mississippi, I, um, those six weeks going through everything with my sister, I ended up gaining like 30 pounds within two months and I've never been a skinny girl. So to gain all that weight, I was like really, really almost sick. So I had to go to the doctor, went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you're like 1% away from being pre-diabetic you are your high your blood pressure is high you're too young to be put on any type of medication like you need to get yourself together so she gave me three months and she was like you know come back i need to see if you're if your blood pressure is still elevated i'm gonna have to put you on medicine i'm like 
I'm not, I, I can't be put on any type of high blood pressure medicine if I can help it. So went and grind and grind, went to the gym every day when they opened it back up and I lost, um, the first two months I lost like 25 pounds. And then, so I had got this idea. I'm like, okay, so how do I hold myself accountable? How do I track what I've done? I started buying all these different like workout planners and they were like so overcomplicated. They were like, set this, this, that, whatever. And I said, well, I want to create something that I know is very point blank, straight to the point. You write your exercises down for like what you've done that day. You track what you eat without it being over complicated. Cause then in my opinion, if something's so complex, I'm going to just put it aside. So that's why I did the book um, with Amazon. Amazon has a really wonderful KDP, like platform where you with with the Kindle platform where you can create a book, you design it and okay. you get a certain percentage of the royalties. And I just said, let me just throw it out there and see what it does and see if it's something it's, it's not, it's not like the, the, the ones that I've seen on the market. It's, it's very straight to the point, very simple. You write your stuff down, you hold yourself accountable. And that's why I did that book. And I, I utilize it every day. And right now I am down 40 pounds since I started back in September. So, um, well, October, and I'm going to be 40 this year. So I wanted to make sure that I was walking into 40 at my healthiest. And when I went back to my doctor, she was like, you're my success story. Like I've never seen anybody just actually really do do the work like your blood pressure was high and That's i thought awesome. you were going to be like in the middle but you're you're at normal yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm not trying to I'm not trying to go out like that because high blood pressure runs in my family and diabetes runs in my family yeah. like if i can help it you know that's one of the good things about living in la too you, you're eating a little bit better yeah you're su surrounded by kind of that yeah, type of environment as well go to the gym type of lifestyle yeah. especially but with the sun started, allow you yeah know. once you get started you just like for me once i got started i just kept going and i love the way my body is changing i love how strong i'm getting i don't get out of breath when i go upstairs anymore so yeah understood i kind of <laughs> yo-yo during the um the pen it's like i went through a weight loss journey lost like 55 pounds and then during the pandemic over over like a year mm -hmm. a year and a half span um you know slowly uh, making it a lifestyle change but during the pandemics like everything kind of went downhill because a lot of things changed and they closed the gym and it was just like it kind of got me off track a little bit and now us. we're just yeah us off track and <laughs> I think a lot of people did that in the pandemic yeah. as far as health and fitness goes it went down the hill and so this is great that you came up with the with the whole workbook um yeah and it's like, just you know accountability like i wish i would have done it during the pandemic i wish i would have put it out there but i was going through so much depression and so much going through with the death of my niece and and everything i wasn't thinking about my health and that's why it had gotten so bad but um i don't know this whole pandemic even now really caused us all to like really just reflect and look at ourselves yeah and in my opinion it has made me look at being more present and being healthy and being um accountable for how i want the next 40 years to be for me yeah when um did you get into meditation i know i was maybe about college when, when I, I got out of, here when i started to learn about so you were it was out here i don't know what it is about la but it's like la introduces you to all of that type of thing i was never into crystals before i was really? never no i i was i didn't know what i thought sage was just something you cook with <laughs> um so i'm like people burning sage you don't you put that in your gumbo and stuff and like no this is the type of sage you use white garden da, 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 da. i'm like oh palacinto and all of that yeah. i'm like what is all this and so it resonated with me and like i don't know i just became a more calmer person i started reading better books 
I have so many books that I actually have to give away before I move. But um, a few, like one of one of my favorite books is The Four Agreements. Mm, and I, I think I have too. I think I've seen it on um, Audible. Yeah, it comes back a lot. It here, but yeah, The Four Agreements is my favorite book to read. And I tell everybody to read that book if they want to like have like a, a understanding of how you should maneuver through life thought I had it here, but it must be packed away. But, um, and listening to, I, I want to say his name is Joe Dispenza. Yeah. Yes. We love yes. Joe Dispenza. We have all yes. his audio books. It's very accurate on things. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I got into that out here and I want to say it's also because I'm not surrounded by noise of the family, not to say that my family is, you know, bad or anything, but like when you're around, when you're to yourself, you have nothing to do but think. Yeah. And another book that kind of helped me, it's not really meditation, but it helped me understand what I should be doing when I am by myself is um, Outwitting the Devil. Mm. It's by Napoleon, um, is it Napoleon Hill? Napoleon Hill, okay. Yeah, it's Outwitting the Devil. He has a, a concept. It, the, the audio book is what you should listen to. It's like this man is having a conversation with the devil. And he talks about the non-drifters versus the drifters. When you're alone, you know how they say the, the mind, uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. Well, you become a drifter when you don't do anything with your life. So I didn't want to be a drifter. So I wanted to like, consume and I wanted to to learn so meditation kind of made me sit still and feel what part of my body that I'm having tension what part of my body I need to focus on okay so if it's in my gut then you know what what am I afraid of like if it's like my lower part of my body like do I not feel secure like you know and learning the chakras and everything I all that didn't happen until I got out here yeah yeah I think in LA, like personal development is um, at the forefront. Like it's something that's promoted out here or conducive uh, to it. Also, Atlanta is getting into it too. I know yeah. I went to Atlanta back in August. We had a family vacation out there and I noticed that they have crystal shops out there. People are wearing the little um, crystal necklaces and stuff. And I'm like, wow, it wasn't really like this when I was out there. Even my friends, she was one of the friends I met up out there. She was like, I just, I, I, the crystal thing, I, I'm trying to learn it. Like that's something new to them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's you know, something that we grew to grew on to um, a little bit I more see. over the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to send you some crystals as well. Oh yes, please do. I um I have a few on my um fireplace. Well, I had one on my fireplace, but I had one on by my um my counter. But everything's a mess since I'm packing up. So, what's your favorite um crystal? Siltrine. Siltrine. Okay. And I also like amethyst as well. But I only mm. was drawn to amethyst because of the color. Mm. And um, also, I noticed like if I need a little more courage, I'll choose tiger eye okay so you I said need, you're like, packed up you're looking at moving uh pretty pretty quick um my last day in my job is march 31st and i'm hitting the road april 1st okay okay wow that's that drive is gonna be so much fun i love that drive <laughs> yeah we we just made the drive in um november yeah, so, yeah. texas yeah. is a whole animal yeah <laughs> But you know, you, you're gonna really enjoy, you know, make the proper yeah. stops and things like that. So yeah, you're definitely enjoy. When I drove out here, I was in the middle. I was in a tornado. Wow. And I was so scared. I was in Texas. I don't know what part of Texas, but I was like, because I think that's tornado season. That area, that time when I got out here in May of 2016 it was tornadoes and i look out my window there's a tornado over there and then trucks pulled over and i was so scared i was like maybe this is not what i was supposed to be doing and like i literally thought i was gonna die that day and then i saw when it passed over i saw a like a gas station and the guy was like you look so shaken i was like literally shaking and um 
he was like, well, I, I'll watch your car if you can sleep out there. Like, I slept in my car in Texas at a gas station. And he, he was like, you don't need to get on the road right now. Let the storm pass and just go to sleep. Yeah. And I slept in my car. It was crazy. It was crazy. Do you have anything, like, fun planned in between, like, places you want to go to? That's yeah, that's a long trip. <laughs> it's almost cross-country. You know, I actually country. wanted to drive up to the grand canyon yeah, i did want to that's that. on the way i i did want to drive up there but i don't know i'm still thinking about it that and was I'll one see. of the the places we thought of um the last time we stopped in sedona arizona um i'm recommending grand canyon for the next one yeah. really yeah. don't you pass over like the hoover dam like when you go in that way isn't that in that area up there i know it's it's off of the freeway, I think, probably by 30 minutes to an hour, um, mm -hmm. whether it's Sedona or Grand Canyon. So it's not like right on the way, but, you know, you just veer off for extra 30 to an hour to. OK, know, yeah, th those are the places that I'm looking at. I'm thinking, like, since I'm over here, yeah. um, I went to Vegas for the first time like two years ago. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to enjoy this little time on this side of the country because there's no telling when I'll be back. Yeah, well, you know, we're here in downtown L.A. If you ever mm -hmm. want to come in and do, you know, uh, in in studio interview in the future. You know, yes, that, I had awesome. so much going on today. I didn't realize that I was going to be because, like I said, I'm trying to give away a lot of stuff and, and selling some stuff. So I had places to to like actually be. A, I have a lot of books that I need to take somewhere and it's just like i had a lot going on okay okay mm -hmm. understood understood screenshot some stuff send it to us you know <laughs> okay. let us know you know it's la no, really. like books <laughs> do y'all need books i yeah, have you know. so many books <laughs> you know just you know well well you can you can let us know we'll yeah i have buku books that i've read I, I can't say that i just pick up a book and read it often but we don't have a lot of books what's one you randomly. like reread a lot I um actually I had just said it the other day um that I need to because I took something personally and that's one of the agreements don't take things personally I'm like I need to reread my book again mm -hmm. and um my co-worker she was like yeah you need to read that book again like I've, I've read it like three times already and I saw an interview with Big Sean on the Breakfast Club and that's how I got into it because his growth has like, has yeah. like, I like the way he is and he thinks. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let me, um, let me get into that book. And I love that book. I love it. That's my go to I book. I have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. And it's a short read. It's a short read. Um, it's not like you'll probably be done with the book within like two or three days. I have the Audible. Like, it's good to listen to it too. And um, there's another book that comes with it as well but yeah that's a really good book um another book i'm trying to get through is um sacred woman i really want to get through this book but you see how thick it is <laughs> so and then the, the print is so small so it's like this is gonna take some time yeah. but this is um the sacred woman so it's a guide of healing your feminine body for women so it's a more holistic approach to healing yourself. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not going to hold you up too, too long since you have some packing to do, but I am super, 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 super proud of you. Well, thank um, you. Super proud of your growth. I know it's been about, like you said, it must have been the departure in high school. It's probably the last time we've seen each other. I know you was on the flag team and I was in the band. I was clarinet. I played clarinet. Oh, clarinet. That's right. I don't know what I say. Flag team. Clarinet. It was clarinet. You All playing. my friends were flag girls, though. <laughs> Did you? I think that's probably what it was. Felicia, Tuda, um, all of them, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hope they get to watch this show. Yes, um, um, Tuna is my best friend. So yeah, I'm yeah, of course gone. to this day. I I saw Woosie when I stopped in um in November. I was at Mike Townsend mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. saw Woosie. Yeah, that's my brother. Yep. Yeah, F forever love that guy. Yes, and the whole family. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. But man, it's like it's I'm like I said, I'm I'm super proud of your journey. I, you know, just even to talk to you, even the acting stuff, that's something. My mom has got into her acting career in her sixties. How is she been, doing? I remember your mom. Projects. Yes. I'm super proud of her too. Proud of you, mama. But how's um, your brother? Everybody's doing good. Just saw them. Um she my mom had her seventieth, uh seven seventieth birthday. Nice. And so did my dad. So we went there. We just got back about a week yeah. ago. Yeah. So. It's funny. You mentioned earlier you got stuck in Mississippi during the pandemic. And Ooh. last time we flew there, we got stuck. For, a few, they canceled, for almost a few minutes. They, they canceled <laughs> our flight the day of. Like, uh, they let us know that it's been canceled. They didn't tell us why. And they said the next flight is on Thursday. And this was yeah. Sunday. So I'm like, okay. I need to and go back had, home. Like, like, was it two or three podcasts booked the next day? Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. So, but we ended up finding a flight the same day. We what had, airline? Allegiant. Uh, Allegiant oh. canceled. We found yeah. the, the flight was Delta, though. Yeah. We had to take, find a Delta flight same day and fly. But man, you're talking about, I can't imagine being, well, you know, it's home. I love y'all, you know, but <laughs> six weeks. Um, without an announcement is <laughs> yeah. Especially got business and stuff to get back to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was you know we got we got back and mm-hmm. I'm glad you love LA. I'm I glad your experience outside of Mississippi has been amazing. I hope that it inspires a lot of other people in Mississippi to, to get out and do something know, with it. Try yeah. it. Just try. Just go ahead. You know we know now we left. And the city, you know, was thriving enough. It's not where we would like for it to be now. And we, you know, we pray and we are channeling energy mm-hmm. to, you know, help revive the city. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful I, I left. And that's mm-hmm. understanding from if you just got to be honest with that. Hey, it's sticking mm-hmm. around. If I, you know, if I look back at it and, and feel like, you know, I wish I never left. Like, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't say that right now today, but right. I do wish that Jackson, Mississippi could be like Atlanta, Georgia, or Jackson, Mississippi could be like a Los Angeles and just provide, you know, opportunity and wealth and all of that good streets, just fixed, you know, the infrastructure potholes. Yeah. I know it costs a lot of money, you know, just kind of putting things <laughs> up, you know, fix it somehow. Yeah. But you know, have to woo some potholes. The potholes, boy! <laughs> I drove my car there, it was beating up on me, baby. Just, ah. But other than that, you know, yes, yes. The thank you to the city of Jackson for giving birth to people like us. Yeah, and man like i said consistent self-improvement every day in every way super proud of you keep going wish you the most and the best um positivity and you know um abundance with likewise. what's ahead of you you know likewise I, I i'm proud of you as well like i was so shocked when i saw when you first had when i saw you post i think on instagram that you were out here i'm like Dang, Kwame's out here too. I thought he was just in Atlanta. Shoot, so we I, stopped I, in D in DC, DC, Maryland, Virginia before coming here. We were there for three years before coming here. Yeah. Yeah. So really? Yeah. 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 So that's a oh. whole nother man. These ooh, so is experience. this the final stop, California? It's the final stop for y'all? For you for the States, States yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, but it's we funny. see we're it. We're synced yeah. on that one. <laughs> yeah, we we see it really just you know growing from different areas. We love traveling. This is yeah. that's one of the things with the podcast. We can take it on the road, you know, when the time yeah. comes. So mm-hmm. we'll do this. We love traveling. We love LA. Now we'll have a place in California, in Southern California. You know, maybe not in LA, not LA in but LA. you yeah. know, somewhere where. I don't have to see a neighbor or something like that for a little bit or whatever, you know. <laughs> and we're exploring countries that might be
be a better fit or something like that, you know. Yeah. But that comes with traveling. Um, yeah. and, and it's cheaper in other countries as well, you know. That's really? a lot of a lot of people still don't put yeah. that all the way together. Some places the lifestyle is just cheaper, depending on what you're doing. It's okay. Cheaper, and know? now that more people are working remote, it's like um, I need to explore, see if there's other countries that might fit you better. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't think I want to leave the country yet. Have you traveled outside of the country? I've only been to Canada and Mexico. Really? And the Bahamas. That's it. Never been anywhere. I want to go to the Bahamas. Um, I did my ancestry DNA thing and I found out I am Nigerian and Cameroon. Uh So I said to go over there to. um, So what's about uh, 40%? Nigerian, 30% um, Cameroon? All I know is I added up all of the African countries that it said I was. And I am, I tell people at work, I am 91% African princess. So oh. Western Africa, it's like a whole, that's the one thing I don't like about the test. It doesn't really narrow down. It gives you like 40% Nigerian, yeah. 20% Cameroon, um, Mali. All all I saw was just West African. Oh, and yeah. A old manager of mine who is from South Africa, she used to always say, you need to take, like, find out what your roots are because she was like, my features are of Western African. And um, she was right. Yeah, so I, I, we, like, I took the test as well. She took the yeah. test. And yeah, I'm I'm a little mutt puppy. I'm just I, I'm like, I'm surprised. 90%. That's pretty African. Yeah, it's, it's like 88%. It's like 88%. Because, okay. like, you grow up, a girl with high cheekbones, the first thing they'll say, oh, you're Indian. Ain't a lick of Indian in my thing. I don't yeah. think those tests are accurate. I don't think I'm going to be honest. Well, like, yeah. it told me I'm 100% Ethiopian Eritrean, which, oh, wow. okay, I am Eritrean. I have Both my parents <laughs> are Eritreans, and okay. I, I grew up in Ethiopia, and Eritrea used to be, they used to be together. So, it's accurate where I'm from, but to say I'm a hundred percent, you know, I think the word Ethiopian or Eritrean, I think somewhere in the bloodline things happen, and I don't think anybody is a hundred percent something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you're from. I don't think it's probably even Chinese people. They probably got some mixture of something in there. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, and then there's the whole um, the Native American thing you brought up. It's like they do have, I don't know if they have enough data to um, to show the Native American heritage or bloodline or, I don't think, because yeah. there's people that have took multiple kinds of DNA tests because there's a lot of different companies that do different kinds of tests and they come up with different answer depending on the different companies. So I wouldn't take it like 100% accurate. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't dismiss the Native and American My mom, heritage. she took it as well, and she had a, a 1% Native American that showed up on yeah, hers. Yeah, I think it 1% Indigenous did come yeah, up. Yeah, Indigenous uh-huh. Native American, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was, I think I was, was, was the same, about 30, 30, some 35% Nigerian, um, Cameroon, Ivory mm-hmm. Coast, Ghana, and mine is Ireland, Scottish. Yeah. Me too. I saw that. I was like, I'm not surprised oh. on that though. Yeah, yeah I, I was. We got I questions. Was we just can't ask them people. Like, yeah. I yeah. know, but <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, they won't let me at, approach them to ask them. Uh, <laughs> what exactly do y'all know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Just but yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try another one too. Someone else was like, because I did um ancestry dna i'm gonna do there's one that only tells you african roots i can't remember i've the name heard of, of that and i can't recall it and i think i've tried to search for it just to remember and i don't yeah. i don't know I'm, I'm gonna try to find that and i'll i'll send it over if i see it if i find it but yeah i i, I saw that because um charlamagne the god on um on the breakfast club talks about how it pinpoint who he was and i'm like that's dope yeah, that's pretty interesting. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm extremely proud of you too. 
Thank you. I am, Thank you. I am proud of you. I knew you was going to do something musically. So when I used to see you do the the street performance, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And then sounds it just right. came to, a, you know, I've retired. It's been about a year now since I've really messed with some music. You stuff, don't do so. music at all anymore? I haven't been doing too much of anything. I'm still like, all right, pull your cello out today. and Tickle it. Mm-hmm. Just tickle that thing. Tickle that cello. And then yeah. you get hooked on it again. <laughs> like I got some podcasts though. I need to record. I'll do y'all get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's going on a while though. And I haven't, you know, produced anything. I, I've been listening to some stuff, but I've had the quiet. That's the thing as a musician, mm-hmm. you're listening. You gotta, you gotta, you forced to listen. But when you get into meditation and learn about some silence, you gotta figure out like, okay, after not listening to music for so long and getting a lot of silence and not having mm-hmm. you want to interrupt them, it's just it's like all right, I can get addicted to this mm-hmm. silent thing and music retirement just a little bit and find something else to do with that attention or with that yeah, energy. I, mean, I agree with that because it's like that's why I had said that I started questioning if acting was for me. Um singing, all that, I was like, do I really want to do this? And I had just got so used to being present and being, you know, focused. And I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But it's, you know, it made us who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely grateful for that. So. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm so happy to be a part of your show. I'm so glad that y'all are doing this. I love I am addicted to podcasts. I listen to it in my car. Really? I just I love like the whole idea of having a podcast is amazing to me you know like i don't know i just i wish this was this just really got bigger what like in the past two years people started doing podcast shows and i i just i love it i download the app spotify and i just listen to all types of stuff on i I just i love this idea of having a podcast so you see yourself having your own podcast um i wanted to at first i did but then I decided that, you know, let's focus on, I was going through a whole stage of trying to find my purpose. And so I'm like, you know, let's not get too busy with too many things. Um, I want to move back home because I, of course, want to start a family because I don't have any kids yet. I've never been married. I've been single for so many years and I've been so happy in that space. Man, that's another discussion in itself. So we're gonna have to get you back on. Yeah, as far as yeah definitely. Dating, and I'll try to come dating in person. In LA. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's um, something I missed that I should have asked you about, but yeah, we'll yeah. get to that one. But, okay. No, no, no. But you were saying, you know. Um, yeah, right. so I was just on the verge of trying to find my purpose and I said, I want to do a podcast, but what do I have to talk about? And so I kind of was like, Well, let me focus on YouTube, but then I got bored with YouTube. Ended up getting a really great camera camera for YouTube and just stopped recording. I was like, if it doesn't like, like I get bored easily. And so I'm like, I don't, if I'm going to do something, I need to be consistent with it. And I think what makes y'all so successful is because y'all have each other. Y'all have a system and partnership in my, in my opinion is important. And I'm like, if I get, if I really do something, I want to have someone partner with me, like, I love that. I like watching couples um, talk. I love watching, I watch comedy or, or I listen to comedy um, podcasts. I listen to stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, it's always a team. And I'm like, it's just me. And I don't think I'll be consistent with it. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Kishana, we're going to let you go. And okay. Any okay, give them links to the book and how to buy it and your, you know, social media and everything. So um my book it's um if you just type in Kishana on Amazon, Kishana Michelle, it will come up. It's like the first book that comes up. Um it's workout planner. Um my Instagram is Kiki Michelle and Michelle has one L. And that's about it. I'm on TikTok. I'll be doing all kind of crazy TikToks. Everything across the board is Kiki Michelle. K-E-K-E-M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Okay. And we're going to, I'm sorry, we're going to hit Woosie Weary from uh, two different angles. You tell him to come on the podcast and I'm going to tell him to come I on. I am. Show. I'm going to get on there and tell him now because he be competing <laughs> on the watch. Like, um, see. Workout. They, 
they they can't they can't touch me. So <laughs> I've been competing with people and I've been winning. And so like I'm sure he yeah I'm, I'm gonna reach out to him right after this then and tell him he need to go on there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, for the listeners, uh, you don't have to try to remember the links. Uh, it'll be in the description. And for the podcast, you can find us at americangypsy.com. And we also have merch at luamli.com. We have consistent self improvement brand clothing, uh, mugs, and pillows, and a lot of different things. Um, if you want to check out some of my music, uh, Classic Carpenter on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, other platforms as well. Title uh, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. And, you know, some nice vibes, cello instrumentals, you know, some instrument, electronic instrumentals and a couple of vocals, things like that. And um, if you want to support the podcast, we have Patreons. We have different tier memberships um, for exclusive contents and some uh, discount on our merch, as well as crystal necklaces that we make ourselves. Um, so, yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. Kishana, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone again for listening. Consistent self-improvement, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Peace.